0: Hello, leaders. It's Melanie Brown here sharing some leadership training tips and words of encouragement. It's a new season of Bible study, and with that comes a lot of excitement, anticipation, information, and probably some nervousness too. If you're feeling that way, it's totally normal and to be expected. But let me remind you, we serve a God who calls and equips us He is faithful, dependable, strong, protective, wise, and so, so good. I take a lot of comfort when Jesus says that His power works best in my weakness. If you're feeling anxious, He offers us His peace. And when we feel inadequate, He reminds us that He is our sufficiency. Today, I want to talk to you about leading a successful discussion group. I recognize that some of you listening are seasoned group leaders with decades of experience. Others of you are brand new to this position, and then there are lots of you who are somewhere in between. And I pray that everyone will hear something that will encourage, equip, remind, instruct, or inspire you as you start off this new year. I'm going to talk to you in broad, general terms that you can apply to any Bible study curriculum. Some best practices, if you will. And then we'll touch on some specific strategies regarding the Minor Profit Series we're starting. You know, as women, we know that most women love to chat, right? It's so fun for us to connect. Women's gatherings are always loud with a lot of sounds, whether it's squeals of excitement when we see each other, laughter, or just a general hubbub of different voices talking out at once. It's beautiful, And as leaders, we want to harness that excitement and help guide them so that they can have an opportunity to experience a lively and meaningful conversation regarding God's Word. We know that the Bible is relevant for today, and it's necessary for us to know what it says in order for us to live abundant, victorious, and fruitful lives. The focus of our small group discussion should always be biblical— And you might be thinking, well, of course, Melanie, that's a no-brainer. It's a Bible study. But it's easy for women to get together and go on rabbit trails or off-topic. We never want our gatherings to turn political or just be an exchange of personal opinions. We want to continually point to the Bible because that's our authority and our covering. And our goal as group leaders is to make disciples. To make disciples. A disciple is a student or a learner, and everyone is being discipled. We're either going to be shaped by the world or by God's Word. As Christians, we want to be disciples or followers of Jesus. The Bible study lesson, whichever curriculum you choose, is simply the tool that we utilize to help bring understanding to the scriptures we're reading. It will point us in the right direction and ask us questions to help us discover the treasure found in God's Word. Our small groups shouldn't just be about gaining more head knowledge. We're not embarking on a merely intellectual pursuit, and we're not asking anyone, including yourselves, to become theologians. If I'm honest with you, when I first began Bible study, it was all about being the best Bible student I could be. I had perfect attendance for several years. My lesson was always complete. I highlighted, underlined, used commentaries to add extra information to the lesson. Don't get me wrong. All those things are good disciplines. The problem was that there was a disconnect between my head and my heart. I knew all the right answers. I could have won Jeopardy if the topic was, how well do you know the Bible? I knew the facts. I could answer the question, what does it say? But I had a hard time with the questions, what does it mean or how does it apply to me? I needed help making the connection between the truth I was learning and how it affected my life in real time. And that's where the beauty of the application questions come in. They cause you to think and respond to what you're reading. When we meet for a discussion, we do want to bring clarity and understanding to the text. But as a group leader, you're not expected to teach be a counselor, or be an expert. However, as we discuss God's truth personally, genuinely, and authentically, we will learn and glean from one another, and that's how we're going to learn to apply God's word in our lives. 1 Corinthians 11 says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And as we hear how others are living out their understanding of the scriptures— we get real-time examples that motivate and shape us. So it's not about head information, but heart transformation. That's the fullness of what Bible study is all about. I want to share four things that will help you be a successful group leader. And they all start with the letter P to help you remember them. And the first one is to pray. To pray. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. Prayer isn't an afterthought or a supplement Like, let's add just a little bit of prayer to our plans. No, prayer is the most important part of making our Bible study small groups a success. Prayer changes circumstances, perspectives, and people's hearts. Pray for your women, even now, even the ones you haven't met yet. God knows who he's going to place in your group. But pray, pray that they would fall more in love with Jesus through the Bible study. Pray that they would make Bible study a priority. Pray that they would have perseverance, that they would start strong and stay steady. And pray that they would make connections within the group and cultivate community. And then pray for yourself. What are you concerned about right now? Think about it. You might want to even write it down. But would you pray about it? If I was to answer this question personally— I'd admit that I'm concerned about the subject matter. I'm nervous that the ladies will think an Old Testament prophet might not be relevant. I'm worried that they won't do their lesson. We need to pray specifically over our concerns. The Bible instructs us not to fret, worry, or be anxious, but to pray. And you know, I think you should pray out loud over your group and with your group, not in a corny, manipulative way, But sincerely, when you're gathered together, pray that they would make the time to commit to their Bible study. Pray that God would give them strategies in their schedule. Pray that they would reach out to one another and be an encouragement to the group. And whatever else you have on your heart, have them pray with you in agreement over these concerns. So first, we pray. And secondly, we prepare. Prepare. Know your lesson well. As a leader, the expectation of how well you know your material and how much time you spend on it is higher than what's expected of the average group member. I've heard it said that preparation is the key to success. I believe there's a lot of truth in that. I know for a fact that when you're prepared, you'll be less nervous. Preparedness fuels confidence. I've always suggested the three times a charm rule for preparing your lessons. And it goes something like this. The first time through, you're working on it, as would any of the ladies in your group. You're doing the best you can, going page by page. But then you're going to go through it a second time. And this time, you're going to put on your leader hat. And you're going to look at this lesson as a facilitator, highlighting, underlining, starring certain passages or questions that you want to make sure you hit on. And then the third time through is just a quick cursory glance over the lesson to refresh your memory, like right before your group's about to start. And I still think this is the best way to prepare. I want to encourage you to start the lesson early in the week. The more time you give yourself, the better. Be prepared, but don't overthink it. Do your best, but don't stress yourself out. We want to be workmen or workwoman who successfully and correctly handle the word of truth. And remember that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. You know, the commentary within the workbook is so helpful. I know that at first glance, it could be daunting. Initially, I was overwhelmed by so much reading. But honestly, it provides the instruction, insight, and explanation that we're going to need to understand Habakkuk in its fullness. So I'm embracing it, and I want you to as well. It's all so good, but you probably won't have time to read every single word of it. Otherwise, you'll run out of time for the discussion questions. And even though you won't be reading it during group time verbatim, still encourage your women to read it completely at home highlighting is going to be of utmost importance it's a great way to prepare your lesson highlight what you want to read during your group time and you need to do this ahead of time you know during your preparation process otherwise it will get super confusing if you wait till you're already in your group highlight key phrases sentences and paragraphs that will help set up the questions in the past, I've given my small group a brand new highlighter on the first day with the instructions to highlight at least one question or comment that they want to discuss during the small group. When you do this, you're empowering your group to help with the discussion, and it encourages them to do their lesson as well. So we pray, we prepare, and the third thing is that we plan. The first thing you want to do is plan your time. How do you want your group to unfold? Timing is so important. I want to exhort you to honor your time frame. In my opinion, you can experience a well-paced and meaningful discussion within an hour and 15 minutes. That's the sweet spot for me. Give yourself an arrival time, giving your ladies time to arrive, give hugs, say hello, and to settle in before you get started. But don't linger too long. If you start on time, your ladies will know that they have to arrive on time or they'll miss out. I host a group in my home, and I tell my ladies, At 945, the door to my house is open. Let yourselves in and pour yourselves a cup of coffee. And then we're going to get started at 10 o'clock sharp. And then we end by 11.15. So end on time. And what I mean by this is have your lesson, your Bible study group time end at a specific time. And I'm not saying you can't linger afterwards for a time of fellowship, but respect your women and their schedules. Most are balancing so many other responsibilities as well. And you may wanna ask your assistant or another group member to help you with this. I appreciate a 10 minute warning so I can assess where I am in in the lesson and figure out how to best get to the end. We all know that the discussion is easier and free-flowing when the women have done their homework, right? So you're going to want to plan on how you're going to encourage participation. I honestly don't think women know how valuable their insights are when they share them in group. Perhaps they think their answers are so simple, they're not profound at all, and yet God uses what they share to minister to other women in the group. Let them know how God is going to use them. Let them know that when they come to group, they're not only going to be blessed, but they will be a blessing to someone else. And tell them what a blessing they are to you personally as the group leader. For those that are shy to answer, give them opportunities to read portions of the commentary in the lesson. That'll give them a voice in the discussion. Also, plan on how you're going to pivot and redirect conversations. I've noticed that sometimes women repeat themselves and they don't know when to stop. And it's at that moment that you as the group leader needs to step in and let them know that you hear them, but then redirect them and say, but what does God's word tell us about that? Or you might want to say, what you're sharing is so interesting, or that's a great point. Or you might have to say, yes, this is a hot topic. It's a great conversation. But we're going to have to circle back later when we have more time. I've often said, okay, ladies, we're having a great discussion, but we need to press on. And a lot of times, I'll just hold up my finger and I'll say, to be continued. So those are just some phrases that you want to have in your back pocket to know how to pivot and to redirect conversation. You know, I was a cheerleader in high school. And before the big games, we would hold a pep rally. And it would stir up excitement and anticipation. Um, we'd look forward to the challenge ahead. And I wanted to just say that if you have time to meet with your group before the first day of discussion, that might be so helpful. Just a time to get to know one another and to look over the lesson and just to really get excited about what's to come. As group leaders, I really think we're going to need to be cheerleaders throughout the whole season, not just at the start. You know, a cheerleader cheers for the team, whether they're down, whether they're making a little bit of progress, or of course, when their team has, you know, made a touchdown. See, we need to acknowledge every bit of progress that our ladies make. So with that being said, let's get super specific as we come to an end here. At the beginning of the Minor Prophet series, we're asked to read through the entire book, which might sound overwhelming at first. But keep in mind that Habakkuk is only three chapters in length. Haggai is two and Malachi is four. So it's very doable. We want to start off looking at the big picture to get the lay of the land, so to speak. And we also want to look at it with like this wide angle lens. It's a flyover to get our initial thoughts. But then the rest of the days, we're going to be taking small chunks at a time looking at certain passages you know a few times we're going to be asked to write a summary how did you respond when you saw that entire blank page please know that you do not have to fill out that entire page some of us are going to thrive with this format and others are going to feel stretched but be confident that God desires to do a work in you and through you this year as we lean on him If it doesn't challenge you, it's probably not changing you. So accept the challenge and see what God will do. As a reminder, when it asks you to summarize, to summarize means to give a brief statement of the main points or to simplify. So think about it as that other S, summarize, simplify. And then we're also going to be asked to paraphrase. And to paraphrase means to put it in your own words, um, rewording it to make it more clear. Remember how the Message Bible is a paraphrase? Sometimes you just need to hear something reworded or in modern-day vernacular to unlock the meaning. And then there's going to be the memory verse each week, and the format is slightly different than what we're used to. This one is located toward the end of the week, and here are some suggestions on how to utilize this. You may want to say the memory verse all together as a group, or you can ask for volunteers to recite it. You can assign one person or a few to memorize it each week, or you can do a challenge on social media and tag someone in your small group. The reflection questions are asked at the end of each week. Our goal as group leaders is to lead the ladies through the entire five days and to end with these final questions. I want to encourage you to get to the last day. Based on your time, you may have to choose which ones you'll end with. Use discretion. But let me just point out that there are some great questions, especially the question that asks, what specific action steps can you take this week to apply this passage? That's generally a good one to end on. And then lastly, there is a prayer prompt at the end that you might want to utilize. Plan how you're going to handle prayer within your group. So we pray. We prepare We plan, and fourth and lastly, we place it all before the Lord. After you've prayed and prepared and planned, it's time just to ask the Lord and put it in His hands and trust that He will do only what He can do, and that's move and minister among the women. We need the Holy Spirit to take that lesson and that gathering time and to do the personal work of encouraging, instructing, correcting, convicting, and comforting individual hearts. Remember, it's not by might nor by power, but it's by His Spirit, says the Lord. Ladies, let's never lose sight of the privilege and honor it is to be used by the Lord. What you're doing is so important. You are building the kingdom, and what you're doing has eternal rewards. I'm praying for you. May God delight and surprise you as you lead this year. God bless you.